And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Brown. The Dynasty Madman. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. <laughs> and Shane Manila, which, hey, Shane, you did something with that, uh, what's the word again? John? John. <laughs> so, uh, yes, I am now, uh, still a chain is the worst. Um, but then uh, my little speechy thing is the John King. <laughs> so what's funny is after that episode, um, last week after we taped it, I think it was like Sunday or Monday, someone um, tweeted out, Philly dude, um, that I follow, something about John, like, oh, I forgot that John was today or something like that. And I was yeah, like, that, oh. that was awesome. He threw that yeah. word in there, used appropriately in context, and yeah, that was great. So I was able to tweet that out to a couple of guys that were on the show, including you guys, uh, on the Patreon episode. So that was fun. Yeah. And then I said, dude, I said, maybe you should put that in your name. And then like a couple minutes later, the John King. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, you know, the more I think about it, I don't know if it should be the King of Johns or the King of the Johns or the John <laughs> King. I mean, you know. Well, John is your word, so we wouldn't know. <laughs> Yeah, it means whatever you want. The king of whatever, man. I mean, seriously, a lot of things. I did not make up that word. I didn't mean you made it up. I just meant that it was your word that you use with us. Jeremy and I have never used that word before, so. Um, Not in my life. Hey, we got a great guest tonight. Uh, Bob Harris is coming on, right? I think he's coming on like any minute, right? Yeah, Bob Harris is coming on any minute. Um, yeah, football diehards, the man himself. He's been on the show a few times. We always have a great time with him. So I'm sure today at Football Diehard is going to have a good time with us again. Yeah. Man, if you don't know Bob, um, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's on, uh, you know, he's on Sirius XM, um, Football Diehards. Um, I don't know where else. I mean, just he's Bob Harris. He's Everybody. Everybody knows Bob. Yeah, yeah. He's an absolute freaking legend great guy we got to meet him um at the ff expo last year yeah um one of the many reasons i was stoked to go to that um so hopefully it'll be happening this year because i want to tear cleveland up as a single man Uh, (laughs) where were we canton yeah yeah yeah. we'll be in canton look i I might stay up until 11 o'clock go to canton man that's not the place for you (laughs) i'm just saying i could stay up till 11 maybe midnight i don't know i'll get crazy with it well one thing for sure we're not going to have that death house again that's for sure um no man hotel rooms this time i want my own space uh, definitely 100 percent. there is one interesting at least i find it interesting piece of football news yeah um well there's probably several but uh the one that I think is most interesting is Aaron Jones, uh, agent, um, confirms <laughs> apparently the Packers are talking to him about a long-term extension. Wow. <laughs> so what uh, does that mean? Does that mean that everybody, Oh, Hey, forget it. Let's throw all that news yes. out the door. Well, we don't need what? to talk about we'll that. Bob about it yeah. When, when he gets up to speed, Bob is here. Uh, the <laughs> Melvin. I love that. shirt. <laughs> It is absolutely <laughs> incomparable. That's the word I used last week. Incomparable, uh, Bob Harris. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, thank you, Bob. Hey, yeah, thank you for having me on. Is Aaron Jones going to get paid? Yeah, what the so looking at this real quick, apparently the Packers and you know, I, I kind of knew but didn't know the dates. The last time they gave a second, uh, a second contract to a running back was in 2010. To James Starks. Everybody remember James Starks? 
10 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that will remain that will remain unchanged because I don't think Aaron Jones is going to the money they're going to give him. Uh, you know, he's he's already eyeballing the Christian McCaffrey money as all all running backs are and probably should be and none of them will get because none of them are Christian McCaffrey look. It's just uh, <laughs> the the positions just becoming so devalued. I mean, I, I, my belief was when they drafted A.J. Dillon, that was the point of drafting A.J. Dillon is we're not giving this Jones guy another contract, so hell, we better get somebody next, you know, next guy up. So, and that's the thing with running backs. There's always another bus leaving the the stop, you know. It's just, yeah. uh, it, I just, I find, I, I don't, and also, I mean, we'll see what this year brings, but, you know, there's, it's just in. There's going to be some touchdown regression. Those 19, they're not coming back again soon. So we'll see what is, you know. I, I I do think they'll be run heavy, but they have Jamal Williams. They bring in A.J. Dillon. We'll see. You know, I'm still – it's one of – you know, I'm having a hard time figuring out the combination this year in yeah. my best balls. You know, like usually most seasons I get into about my fourth or fifth draft and it's all falling in place. I know, ah, yeah, this, that. Man, I still feel a little lost. I'm sitting there and, you know, drafting early, feel pretty good with my early pick, you know, getting one of that, those early running backs. But if I'm drafting from 7, 8, 9, 10, it just seems like a crapshoot every draft. And even drafting yep. early beyond the first pick, I feel like it's a crapshoot. It's just not falling into place the right way. And, I, and maybe it will at some point as I get more comfortable in the values. Maybe some of it has to do with the – you know, just the general weirdness of the off season. Not a lot of uh, significant news coming out of the virtual OTAs at this point. And so, you know, I'm looking for those little beat writer nuggets. Oh, developing chemistry. Ah, looking for the news. Ah, bulked up. You know, now you we're, we're getting nothing. And so maybe I'll feel really good about all the drafts that I've done after I get some of that. But man, you get to the back end of that first round and, you know, you're looking at some of the running backs. And I think there's legitimate questions about pretty much everybody. Uh, mm -hmm. And I ask all those questions and, and I come up with all the wrong answers, even though I know I'm probably overthinking it at this point. <laughs> yeah, tough. To be honest with you, Aaron Jones is a hard pass for me at yeah. pretty much where he's going to go. If he falls to the third round, okay. Cause you know, I know he'll return that value, but yeah, 19 touchdowns. No, AJ Dillon being added to the mix. He's clearly going to get some touches. And in Dynasty, I'm not touching Aaron Jones, man. I you guys know Bob might not know. I don't know if he listens, but actually, <laughs> when I traded for Aaron Jones and immediately regretted it, like I traded for Aaron Jones in one league, and, and as soon as you know the, the confirmation came through, I went, "Oh shit, I got to trade this guy," and that's what I went about doing because I don't want him at all in Dynasty. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, kind of like in best ball in Dynasty. Yeah, I'm like dialed way back, and I, I'm a, I'm about to do another startup here. It looks like I got tricked into one, roped into one by my serious <laughs> co-host Mike Dempsey, who is big, big ideas, big plans. So it's like a 2018, 214 oh, double geez. players. Oh, I oh, oh no. So we're gonna get into that, but but right now, you know, even in best ball, when I see Aaron Jones, I mean, you know. Middle of the second round or heady early second round. I'm just going, ah, it's him. It's, it's a tough Drake. sell. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I'm just kind of going, ah, you know, and I, uh, it's, it, it has been tough. And, and just, again, usually you feel like you're the guy in the movie, the safe cracker. You're click, 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 click. There's none of it. There are no clicks for me, man. It's not happening yet. How many, how many of those best ball drafts have you done so far? Um, I'm only into five so far. And, uh, and so, uh, I'll, I'll be ramping it up. I'll be adding one every week, you know, into August. And then that's when I'll crank up to one a day. I'll start adding one a day. 
I, a lot of times I'll get started earlier, uh, you know, pre-draft and have a lot of fun pre-draft this year. I did not do a lot of that. I just, you know, it's just so much uncertainty and, and I, and I'm trying to sort out my mind and maybe part of that is the weirdness there, but you're trying to sort out, uh, you know, players that you feel are in more advantageous situations, same coaching staff, not as much changing personnel, some of the things like that, the established chemistry. And that kind of narrows the band, you know, that kind of limits your options. And it's more a mental thing at this point. I do think that'll start lightening up when players get on the field or we feel like they're going to get on the field, you know, with a great deal of certainty. And there certainly seems to be momentum towards that. But but I guess, you know, I'm just, I, I need some intel. I need data. <laughs> I need to hear some words, man. I just wanted to ask Bob real quick before we move into some of the meat of the show and the questions we wanted to ask him while he was talking about best balls. Did you notice what, right after the draft and, well, now, in the ones that you've done recently, the rookie fever, how, how high the rookies are going, like oh, rookie Jesus. running backs. I mean, it's unbelievable where people are taking some of these players, hoping that they're going to be, I mean, at that point, you'd almost think they're going to be starters. Um number one backs kind of kind of landing spots it's really crazy yeah i think a lot of people well a lot of people by a lot of people i mean me i totally went coco cuckoo for coco puffs on the rookie running backs in the immediate aftermath i think i did a draft on sirius the day after and i knew i was drafting to taylor in round one so early round two i want jonathan taylor why because he came on my show and he was a really cool guy but also <laughs> I, think it was a great la- I also i think it was a great landing spot right but I'm thinking there's no way, you know, in this the day after the NFL draft, draft, first fantasy draft, rookies are going like wildfire. He's not making it back. So I literally pulled the trigger on him early. I think it was a 14th, 15th overall. And right. I still feel stupid for it just to this moment. But also <laughs> I at least have a share of him because I'll probably dial back the rest of my shares all, all uh, summer long because I overpaid that one time. But I do. I've seen it a lot already, and I'm seeing it in best balls. And I get it. I get the expectations for Edwards Elaire. You know, I mean, you know, landing location, 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 right? I mean, that's what matters for these guys. And, you know, some of the talk coming out of Kansas City about, you know, how they view him, that Brian Westbrook comp they keep throwing out there at us. And, you know, if you've been playing fantasy for a minute or two, you uh, benefited from that, you know, Brian Westbrook. So I can see that and I can see it. You know, look, there's some hope for Cam Akers, but it's mostly been Edwards Alaire and Taylor that I see going high and i mean marlon mack is still there i realize that but man what an ideal offense and an ideal landing spot and i do think i i really like his chances taking over early day williams is a journeyman right he always has been it turns out mm-hmm. that offense can turn you into maybe something a little more so look i i think about kareem hunt coming in and you know nobody expected anything of him when he came in as a rookie then spencer Ware got hurt and the next thing you know kareem hunt is is on fire so I think those are the two guys I'm looking for and I'm willing to pay up for. I'm not paying for any receivers this year. Just not any of the rookies, you know, just, I mean, this just, it takes a minute to figure out a NFL offense and they don't have a minute. So, you know, I'm, that's a concern for me. You know, it's funny, Bob, we, we actually asked our patrons to ask us a couple questions to ask you when you come on our show. And the first question we have right now from one of our patrons was why would anybody take a wide receiver and a redraft before round four? So that, that was a question that one of our patrons had and what you're saying right now about wide receivers. I know you're talking about rookies. I guess they're talking about all wide receivers, but the rookie situation is crazy. Yeah, the rookies I'm not touching with your 10-foot pole, Michael. That's just not happening. Um, <laughs> and you're, well, you're welcome for that. Um, you know, beyond that, I mean, I have to, you know, look, like I, I, I'll draft 
I will draft some in the first round. I'll draft in the second round if I, if I'm seeing uh, look if Devonte Adams falls to me in that hole. Michael Thomas is going to go that early, you know, PPR regardless. I mean, he's just yeah. if you're looking for a guy with no downside, it looks like him to me. Uh, and you know, we've seen that in the past with wide receivers. You know, Antonio Brown before he went, you know. Uh, off the reservation, so to speak, was yeah, was a guy that you could say every year was locked in, and and there really was no downside with him. Uh, and I think the same with Michael Thomas. Beyond that, though, you know, Devonte Adams right now, I think, is still going to play. DeAndre Hopkins, I have questions about. So Tyreek Hill kind of moves into that spot, <clears throat> especially in best ball for me. So there's there are reasons I wouldn't take. Uh, I I would not wait until round four to take a wide receiver. And most of it has to do with the fact that I just don't have a ton of confidence in some of the running backs that are going really early. I like there's a range of running backs I really love. There's a range yeah. of wide receivers I really love later. I get, Like, if I could skip the first four rounds of the, every draft <laughs> and just draft the rest of it, yeah. I feel fantastic <laughs> about all those drafts. The rest of my drafts, I'm like, yeah, I love this. Yeah, um, I love the rest of it. Three, right, those first three or four rounds, it's just it hasn't clicked yet. And it, and it feels weird, you know, after – you know, I mean, you play fantasy football. I know you guys have been playing a long time. I've been playing for 30-some years. And there just comes a point where you draft so much, you just go, oh, yeah, I'm in my lane. I feel my feel – Yeah, the you're in the zone. I just, <laughs> yeah, I just don't, just don't feel it yet until after that, those later rounds. And then I start feeling like I'm actually getting some value. And maybe that's the problem. I just don't feel like I'm getting the value I want because I'm old and mean and a cheapskate <laughs> and I don't <laughs> pay for damn things. Get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny though, with the, with the running backs, like you're talking about, like we all know Shane loves Miles Sanders, but, uh, I just saw Joe Dolan like a few minutes ago before we jumped on the show, he tweeted that he's drafting him around number nine. Is that too high? Miles Sanders, Joe Dolan. He just tweeted that like 10 minutes ago. He's drafting him at nine dynasty. No, no, no. In best ball stuff in best ball drafts. Redrafts so so Bob is talking about yeah. the where the where that cutoff is with the running backs in the first Nine round overall. That's yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were saying ninth round. Okay. No, 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 nine overall ninth player. So, but because Bob just said no, no, no. Bob just said there's an area where he's not as comfortable with those running backs in the first okay. round. So I was asking him how he was comfortable or not comfortable with Miles Sanders. I'm less comfortable than Joe Dolan, who's a very smart man and I should probably pay more attention to, but I rarely do. Um, <laughs> but, but, you know, for me, Miles Sanders, I mean, you know, the Eagles are out there trying to acquire another body or a lot of talk about another body. And it just seems like they're not into using one guy. And I know late last year, Sanders kind of when he became the guy, it was an impressive thing. But I think part of it was he was the only playmaker in the offense by that time. I mean, they were using him on deep routes. They were, I mean, they were using him in ways I don't know that he'll get used, right? And he's like the fastest guy on the field for them at the time. So, um, so I look, and that's one of the things. I mean, I love him. I love Nick Chubb. I'm still drafting Nick Chubb if I find him at the tail end of that first round. But hell, there are a ton of questions there too, right? Yeah. One of the things I kind of have been hanging my hat on is Kevin Stefanski. You know, the exposure to Gary Kubiak has maybe molded him into a guy yeah, that's going to turn hopefully. Nick Chubb into the thing I want him to be, right? But it's totally up in the air. So I feel a little bit like I'm rolling the dice on him, like I'm rolling the dice on Miles Sanders, like I'm rolling the dice on Aaron Jones, like I'm rolling the hell out of the dice on Austin Eckler. And my co-host on Sirius, Mike Dempsey, welcome. him. We'll draft him, <laughs> you know, as fast as he can. And I'm thinking, <laughs> man, a lot of that was like Philip Rivers looked for him every time. There's yeah. no more Philip Rivers. And Don't they, bomb. you know... So, I mean, and, and I guess, you know, like, I, I love Joe Mixon, 
and I realize it's not a good team, but I liked what I saw as we went down the stretch last year. And, you know, Zach Taylor may not have won, helped that team win a lot of games, but he helped people who had Joe Mixon you know, on their roster. Sure. And yeah. doing it with uh, with issues on the offensive line. He made the kind of coaching and play calling adjustments and changed the way they were running him. They kind of moved a little more off tackle, a little more outside, quick pitches mm-hmm. and things that he made the necessary adjustments to keep Mixon. And he kept feeding him the, feeding him the football. And uh, so I feel confident in that. I feel confident in Dalvin Cook. I feel reasonably confident in Derrick Henry. You know, so there's that upper layer that I'm like, all right, I feel okay about this. And then I come around to round two and I go, I don't want any of them. So, yeah, Austin Eckler, um, he's another guy I'm passing on in the first round. Just everything he he did last year screams regression. He's not going to have as many receiving yards. He's not going to have as many receiving touchdowns. He's not going to run for the same yards per carry. It's going to be a completely different offense. But yeah, yeah. but Miles Sanders, you're very incorrect on um, because he is awesome. And uh, real quick, who would you take? Ask him. Who would you prefer, Miles Sanders or Nicholas Chubb? <laughs> uh, I I would take I I I'm going for the chub. Last time Bob's invited, but no, it was a great. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for coming, Bob. Uh, I love I love that you said chub, buddy. <laughs> right, and and so like there comes a range. Of, you know, he's in that range of guys with Drake and Sanders, Sanders Drake. Uh, you know, like I don't even feel good about Josh Jacobs he, as much as I feel okay about the workload. It's, and like a lot of what I'm drafting right now is clear path to workload. And, you know, I don't know how clear Sanders is going to be. And that's one of the concerns, right? So and maybe I'm just being too picky and it's too early and I just need to, you know, dive in and get it figured out a little better. But just at this point, there seems to be a hell of a lot of uncertainty. Even like the, the guys I was drafting later that I felt really good about, like Le'Veon Bell. Look, he's going to be Le'Veon Bell. If he did just what he did last year, the price I was paying up to this point was pretty good. And then all of a sudden there's Frank Gore. And I mean, yeah. there's a, you know, a, a gore size speed bump uh, in, in the lane. You know, they'd improve the offensive line. And I, you know, I liked a lot of that. But there are guys that I'm getting a little bit later that I feel a little more confident in the path to workload. And that's 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 a lot of what I'm interested in right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Bob, we kind of you kind of said it a little bit in the opening when you were talking about it's a very crazy time right now and people aren't used to what's going on because we've never had to deal with this before i guess what the closest thing was when there was that holdout that lasted till like july or something but but for right now how do you feel because we've asked this to a lot of our guests what do you think is going to happen what what is your feeling of what's going to happen with the nfl i've said all along there's going to be football uh and for one reason look the developments will will dictate, and I think uh, Dr. Fauci told Peter King that, you know, the virus has a vote, and it does. But as things stand now, the thing that I've hung my hat on all along and that I've made my plans around is just the sheer will and determination of the NFL, though. Like, if we can play, we're effing playing, right? Right. You know, you guys swear more than I do. I swear more than you guys do when we're not on, but... No, but it's they're, fine. They're playing. Not on here. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> they've been going at this, like... I, I'm old enough to remember back in March when it was, oh, we can't do free agency. It's going to be a really bad look giving these guys all this money with this stuff going on. Yeah, <laughs> but make it rain. Make it rain. <laughs> you have billions of dollars. We, we're going right. to play football. 
I love that he said he's old enough to remember March, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. Then, then the draft, and they made the necessary adjustments, and they're doing all the things they have to. And, and again, I thought something Peter King wrote about a month or so ago was, was really true. If the NFL could get enough tests to not look piggish was his word, you know? And, you know, and look, the NFL doesn't care. If, they, if the NFL could buy 500,000 tests and give half of them away so they look like they're, oh, we're, being, we're the best. Right, Right, they'll do that. So, and just as I look at the numbers of tests that are, that we're doing right now, I feel like they've we've kind of crossed that that point. And so it just seems like the momentum's building. And I've kind of felt all along that the determination of the NFL, even if they only play televised, but they're only televising games, that's still fifty-five percent of their revenue. And granted, nobody wants to take a multi-billion-dollar hit without the fans in the sta- stadium, but taking the whole hit with no right. games at all. Uh, would be a struggle for them. So I just, I just think they've been determined all along. So if it's at all possible, they're going to be playing. And it seems as we get into time that it's looking more possible, barring a huge thing. And I say that realizing things, things can change fast these days. Yeah, you know, even with the other sports, they're all going to try to start before the NFL does. So the NFL right. could sit back and see, yeah, and see how the other sports handle it. Yeah, and I think that's. The, the, the timing just was better for them, right? I mean, you know, we don't have to do anything until September. And, and, and it, honestly, if they pushed the season opener back to October 15th, took out the buys, uh, took out, you know, took out the, you know, crushed things down and played the Super Bowl before the end of February, like the last weekend of February, I think they'd do that as well. Yeah, they put out, I forget where I read it, it was probably ESPN, where basically they can push the season back, um, two weeks without even a concern the first yeah. two weeks yeah. they would move them to the end of the season without changing anything else and they'd be fine so yeah and if there's anything the nfl will do i'm confident they will find a way to make money during this pandemic <laughs> because it is a money printing machine exactly so yeah. we got that going for us yeah and i want the i want the season to come back just so bob and i can keep missing each other at airports all uh, all uh, season <laughs> we can't yeah, well, it's gonna be it's gonna be easier to spot each other that's for sure oh yeah there'll be less people but we always missed each other every time so um uh you know i don't know did you guys see what the dolphins are doing with their stadium down here they're turning yeah. it into a drive-in uh oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, that's cool. That is cool. they're letting up to 250 cars be in on the field in the stadium to watch movies and and but it's like dolphin stuff. related movies so it's like ace ventura yeah, or something <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, thought it was interesting though. Dolphin Stadium. Let's look it up. I'm gonna look it, look it up because I I, I remember it was one of the first. One of the first guys. Uh, it was a team president was on uh, Good Morning America. I think it was early this month, uh, and he was talking about the, their plans to try and figure out the. And, and he did, and they they had already achieved the certification. This was in yes. on May fourth, uh-huh. and they'd already received whatever kind of certification, like figuring out the plan. So. One of the things that I think back on, you know, when when you say the the bigger picture thing is Roger Goodell, and there was some really good reporting on this, maybe by NFL's own media arm, just that he basically told everybody in the order, look, hope is not a strategy. I want to plan for everything. And so far, they've had a plan for everything. And whether, you know, whether it's ideal or not, they're, they're working in that direction. So some of the things that you're hearing from the uh, union people, I know DeMore Smith uh, was on and said it was like a six or seven. Uh, if you listen to the podcast with Adam Schefter, where he had Tom Ayer, the head of the union's uh, medical 
uh, pro, you know, uh, crew. I mean, they're locked in talking to everybody and he sounded very optimistic and hell that was like what in April or, or you know, at least uh, yeah. late April. And, and he sounded pretty positive. So I'm pretty confident that, you know, if nothing else, that the league is doing everything he can. And the best part about all this is there's football until there's not. <laughs> yeah. And, and that means, you know, we keep doing our thing mm-hmm. and, you know, we can keep enjoying all the, you know, we're not getting the same level of information and, you know, uh, participation and the things we like to see this time of year, but it's not gone yet. And that's yeah, it's so like what fun. I grab. Right. It's like when I when I think about players and I'm projecting players and the, wow, this guy's injury prone. You have him ranked awfully high. And I can just say he's not hurt yet. And then <laughs> when he gets hurt, I can say, eh, he got hurt. He would have been as good as I thought he was if he hadn't got hurt. So, yeah. Speaking of a lot of fun in the conjecture of it all, for sure. <laughs> Noah Spence tore his ACL um training last week this yeah. week and whatever team he's with uh labeled <laughs> it a non-football related injury because it wasn't technically during one of their virtual powwows I, I don't even know what you call them it is it is very weird usually by now like bob said we we have like the we'd hear about how carson wentz and jalen Rager were separated at birth yeah and how you know cd lamb looks like the greatest wide receiver that that the cowboys have ever seen and reminds everyone of michael irvin um, and we're just getting nothing. We're not getting the fun little videos coming out of camp where the guy makes the one-handed catch, and then we all go nuts, and his ADP bumps up by six. I kind of miss all the craziness based off nothing. Maybe, maybe that is shirtless Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe, maybe, maybe that's why so many people are so excited about all the rookies because that's yeah. all there has been to talk about. You know, we were able to see the the draft, we were able to see all these kids, and we haven't got to hear from any of the veterans. So maybe that's another reason why everybody's so excited about them. Yeah, to quote the great Hannibal Lecter, "What do we covet? We covet what we see every day, and the only thing we've seen is rookies." Yeah. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> There's that. Yeah, and I mean, and a class disheralded. Um, hmm, I used a big word and used it correctly. Um, um, class disheralded, and then to have nothing else to even talk about. But yeah, but everyone's going to be really disappointed last year when all these rookies, wide receivers, are just useless. I mean, it's just <laughs> we're all going to be so disappointed in everything. There's going to be like two, probably two or three useful rookie wide receivers, the running backs. But I meant to ask you, I wanted to go back, Dobbins. So you, you don't like J.K. Dobbins? Um, no, I, I, I like J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, I like him. I just like, I think he's going to be one of those guys who wins people a lot of championships, who got him at the right price if he's available at the right price. And, and he's going to be one of those guys that comes down, comes on down the stretch. You know, and, and, and not like the unknown, not like the Justin Forsett out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, every year it's somebody, right? So, um, but I think he's one of those guys that, that's, you know, given a little speed. I think he's going to be the best running back there. I also think Mark Ingram is still pretty good. I know he's old, um, but, you know, yeah. kind of limited wear and tear over the course of his career, always sharing. That's the other thing. You look at him and you go, wow, he knows how to share. He's been doing yeah. this his whole career. And yeah. so... You know, I, I, I like him. And look, we'll see what Cam Akers can do. I mean, somebody there, you know, they've got three guys. Maybe one of them emerges. And I know, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn has a path to something. And the only thing in the way of it is Ronald Jones. And I don't know what either of these guys are, to be honest with you. And, you know, I think the rest of the – a lot of the other running backs – look, I like Josh Kelly a lot, Joshua Kelly from UCLA. I think it's yeah. a great landing spot for him uh, because Austin Eckler 
is maybe not that guy, right? So, <clears throat> you know, or it was certainly not the guy between the tackles kind of player. And, and I like what Kelly brings. And I thought he, it was a great landing spot for him. But beyond that, it's just like, man, you know, maybe, you know, Benjamin, if Kenyon Drake isn't as good as he thinks he is. And I mean, there's, there's guys <laughs> that I think have a chance, but it's that top of the list. DeAndre Swift, I don't know what the hell's going to go on. I, I, I don't want to listen to the news out of Detroit right now because it's not what we want to hear. And Devin Singletary takes a hit. And I don't know that Zach Moss is, you know, is a guy that I'm going to be interested in. I think it's just one of those where I become less interested in Devin Singletary than I might have been. So there's a lot of those situations for me. Yeah, we've been doing uh, our startup auctions with our new listener leagues. And we mentioned last week on the show, so many of the rookies actually went for more money than some of the veterans. Yeah. Yeah. I Look, I, you know, I know there's people that are like, you know, my buddy Brad Evans is really high on Bond, right? I mean, super high. And there are people that, you know, that like some guys that I'm just kind of scratching my, mm, I'm not so sure about that guy. And I, <laughs> look, I, like Anthony McFarlane, I mean, you know, we really, you know, I mean, you know, I look like Sigmund Bloom is not a fan of his, you know, as a Steelers fan, even, you know, not big on this, doesn't think he's a good fit, but you got to think, man, or is Benny Snell the answer if something happens to James Conner? I don't know. Is James Conner, do I have the confidence he's going to remain locked and upright? I mean, you know, so I, what I do know is whoever is the primary back there is going to get the wheels run off him because that's what Mike Tomlin does. You're Ashley Parker. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You know, one of our uh, league mates in the, uh, the, DFB Invitational um, <laughs> is uh, Grant Barfield. He's a humongous fan of McFarland, and he's actually yeah. yeah, he's the I think he was ranked number one in yards created last year um, <clears throat> in in Graham's metric. He's a guy that yeah, I, I basically put it out there in our auction <laughs> leagues. I couldn't win him. I said whoever owns him, just yeah, let, let's make that trade. I I, I get that you know. That, that just seems like such an easy path. Like James Conner, love the guy, love his story, but he just physically yeah. can't stay on the field. Um, right, and, and, I, and I do like the path too. And, and you know, we, I think I just, while you brought up the DFB, I think this is like the, you know, I feel like my draft this year was the one that I just didn't totally get hosed on like the day <laughs> after the draft. I mean, yeah. I feel like every, every move I've made in this league has just been like set up for me to get hosed the following day, literally <laughs> the following day. So I felt pretty good about this one. Yeah, you know, we yeah, jumped right into we jumped right into the show because you kind of popped in while we were doing the show. But we never even mentioned like, you know, where to find you, all that kind of stuff. But also about that you're in the DFB with us because we've talked about that with all the guests that have come on that are in that league, you know. So you you liked well, your draft? I'm not draft? very competitive, so I guess it's, you know, <laughs> I, I get it. No, I just meant that we, we, we kind of just started talking and everything. But so you liked your draft then you could for those of you that are listening in the dfb we do the draft before the nfl draft right and that makes it a little more that makes it fairly interesting look i like getting jordan love all of a sudden is much more interesting this is a super flex league so uh so that and and i opened the last year's draft the initial draft with andrew luck so that didn't help me out any (laughs) oh man i like some of the guys i like i like i like an awful lot I got Josh Kelly in this league. I like him an awful lot. Uh, Devin Duvernay, I think, is okay. I like the landing spot for him. I like Van Jefferson. I think the landing spot's good for him. Uh, so I just felt like I didn't get totally hosed on landing spots for the guys that I ended up picking. That's And cool. for me, that's a bonus because that has not <laughs> always been the case in this league. Yeah, and see, <laughs> as a guy, if it wasn't for bad behavior, 
I mean, clearly, I mean, I think he's it, cleaned it up. I mean, <laughs> he's just, much just, better now. I'm just saying, I don't care on a personal level. Once they make it to the league, I'm not like Sipes won't draft Joe Mixon anywhere. No, 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 not Joe Mixon. It was Cream Hunt. I won't Cream take Hunt. Cream Hunt, and I won't take uh, Tyree Kill. Those two guys. Tyreek Hill, I understand. I mean, well, anyway, I'm not trying to parse. Yeah, he uh, could very illness. easily add Joe Mixon to his. I list could, I could. More about what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what he is. I just know I don't have Mixon video, anywhere. Right? But it was it was yeah. mostly the yeah whatever. You know what I meant. Go ahead. Cephas, yeah, Cephas. I think obviously, if he didn't have his issues um, in college, probably would have ended up going higher in the draft. Right, and so I just I felt like this was uh was like so much better than things that have happened in the past. Although. Yeah, I thought Debo Samuel, I picked him last year and ended up trading him away uh, due to the quarterback issues. I feel like every year, so I've been talking to Barry, you know, we've been trying to work trades and you know, <laughs> it's just not happening because I'm because i just like still fighting last year's war and last year's war for me was quarterbacks, right? I just, I mean, I was destroyed early on. You know, I drew Brees as well and he got hurt and uh, I was playing catch up basically that it, I felt like the entire year at quarterback. And so... God damn it, it's not happening again. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So you drafted some backup guys. That's awesome. <laughs> I got some more backup guys, but I mean, I had like, if you look at my roster, I had like 74 quarterbacks and uh, two running backs and a wide receiver name, went to Cephas and no, uh, you know, no, I'm real. I, I, I do feel like, you know, a little bit this league and I've been trying to move some quarterback, you know, some quarterbacks and me and Barry have been talking. We've been trying to come up with a trade now for like three months. And <laughs> I'm just like, no, honestly, me and, we, me and Barry usually like value guys very similarly. We come up with trades really quick and this one, it's just not happening. Yeah. It's a tough league to trade in. We've seen that too. And, but nothing compares to Scott and TJ's, um, <laughs> bad cop routine where TJ comes right. at you and he's like, come on, man, I'll give you a free haircut. First of all, you overvalue that player. Here's where he's going. This is a trade calculator. And then Scott's like, hey, man, listen, he came off a little harsh. I get it. He's really after this player. What we wanted to know is what would it take? And it's just so funny that those two guys get going. It's and then more like go trade TJ, comes in, TJ comes in and insults your intelligence. <laughs> exactly. And, and, yeah, and, I really like these yeah. guys a lot more than TJ does. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we actually it, Scott was on our show and and Shane they were talking about a trade and then in the end Scott goes oh but we got to talk to TJ first you know and then the trade didn't happen. We almost know? had it done. <laughs> but yeah, talking there 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 are, there are people who there are good people to trade with in this league. And, uh, and I'm always open to trade. And, and, and I think it's just, it's really easy if you're up front and say, you know, hey, here's how I value this guy. And if that's not it for you, then, you know, we're kind of wasting our time. Yeah. And having all those quarterbacks on your roster, it sounds like a Jeremy team because that's what Jeremy does. He grabs, just, he grabs a ton of quarterbacks. Luck, luck just left and Breeze got hurt. Suddenly, the guys without quarterbacks, you have to hedge your bets there. You have to. You really do, man. I was I was ready to give up three quarters of my roster for Mason Rudolph. Of my <laughs> it happened. This is why I love Superflex, because at one point last year, I think it was like Rudolph, before he started, I traded him for a second rounder in a super flex league because I was yeah. like, look, he I might know. hit and, and I'll regret this, but I won't regret it that much because it's a second round. Kelly, 
I, okay. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I did it in a different league, but yeah. You know, it's funny, Bob. We, in our first listener league, it's a 16-team super flex, so it's impossible to get a quarterback. And I ended up doing a trade with Shane this offseason, but the way I did it was I, I, had a, I worked a trade with somebody else first so that there was a backup plan that once I did trade with Shane, I was able to uh, prove the other deal and get the quarterback right back because it's so difficult to do it if, if you don't have something in place. And I just did that in HQ5 also. I had a deal in place, but I waited to see the other one because if you don't and then you do one trade and then you don't get another quarterback, it's very right. difficult, you know? Very, yeah. It's, it's a, and this league is, a, is rather competitive. So Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. There's that. Well, we do have another listener question from our Patreons. And they wanted to know how you feel. It's they they wrote. It says, "How do you weigh the choice between a safe wide receiver two value versus a potential breakout that could be a league winner, but his floor is more like a wide receiver three value?" Uh, a lot of that is just determined by the quarterback, right? I mean, Marquise Brown would be a great example uh, of that. I think a guy that I'm willing to reach up a little bit for because I think it's a great offense. I think uh, Lamar Jackson can actually throw the football pretty damn well. Um, and I think, you know, a, a healthy year for that guy is great. So, you know, like the guys like him, Will Fuller, I guess, is another guy I'm willing to, to take a chance on. There's some targets vacated there, I heard. And, and it yeah. turns out if <laughs> Will Fuller's in the locked and upright position, uh, Deshaun Watson will look his way often. So I think it's more about the upside in the quarterback, you know, in, in, under those, in those cases. And I am always looking for a guy that maybe – you know, especially if you're at the ends of a draft or something, you know, I'll, I'll jump up on one of the guys like that a little bit and maybe overpay a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Good strategy. Well, we, we have a whole bunch of trades that Shane put on the sheet as usual. They're we, all mine. They're, they're no, all, no, no, wait, there's one. There's one that isn't me. So oh, there is. There's so trash, <laughs> trash dynasty trade offer that I had nothing to do with. I like how Shane won't take credit because it's a trash trade, but the other ones he yeah. will. So Bob, if, <laughs> Bob, if you're cool to hang around with, talk about some of these trades, yeah. it'd be awesome. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, Shane, do you want to do your trash one first just to get it out Let's of the way? Let's just do the trash one. It's not mine. So <laughs> this comes from the Rob Wait. Um, oh. Apparently there's multiple Rob Wait, apparently, but this is the, the Rob, Rob Wait. So someone offered him Connor, James Connor, uh-huh. and the 105 in a rookie draft, obviously, for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, Cortland Sutton, Joe Mixon, <laughs> the 205 and the 21st, 21 first. That's all. And and wait, there's a note here that after he declined it, the guy countered with the same with, deal, but just took Connor off. Well, so he took Connor off. So, he, you know, he doesn't want as much back. So he offered the 105 for Nook Sutton, 205 and 206. So, I mean, in fairness, he did say, look, I'm not giving you Connor now. So just give me... Nook is this Sutton. a newcomer to the league? Uh, <laughs> hey, is this I like his Falcons? comment. Uh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's overvaluing the price of the 105 just a bit. Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's probably there's like, be another draft next year, guys, and uh, some of those picks are. You know, it's trades like that though that, especially running a trade handle, um, <laughs> that just. 
they, they get it in your head that you're like, you know what? I'm just going to send out a bullshit offer. Cause you like, you forget. You're like most of the people that I'm in leagues with, you know, they're like sharps. You know what I mean? Like even the guys that don't write or podcast, like they, these aren't amateurs. These are dudes that are playing in usually five okay. to 10 leagues. They know what they're doing. So, but it really makes you want to go, hmm, well, let me just see what happens if I do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get, I get a lot of offers where I just, I, I do, I get a little, I get a little irritated. I think, man, what does that person think of me? Uh, you know, and, and they're usually leagues where with people I know who know that I'm not that stupid. I mean, I'm close, but <laughs> that I'm not quite that stupid. I'm thinking, wow, why, what have I done? I try to think back and what kind of signals have I been sending for someone nice. to think I'm going to lay down I think like we all that. do that a little bit you know what's interesting though yeah. about that bob i i was on i was on a show rookie fever last week and they were talking about how you could get insulted by the those kind of trades and and not necessarily want to trade with that person and what i was saying was that instead of like being insulted and not wanting to deal with him use that to your advantage and figure out a way to deal with him in the future do you I don't get insulted either? I just kind of, yeah, I want to, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what they're thinking, but I feel like if I put that much investment of my time in it, then something's wrong, you know, like, I don't know what that guy's thinking or that person that's sending the offer. So I really don't ever get that bent out of shape. Right. I mean, if Shane sent me one, I'd be like, what? But is he thinking, but like ordinarily, no. But see, and that's different because well, I, I even mentioned that too. I said, if it's somebody you know, that's different, but a lot of these guys don't. Right. But so do you get insulted really, or do you use that to your advantage? Um, I, I just question whether I want to deal with that person. If they're going to sit there and send me offers that I know are ridiculous, that like, I'm probably just wasting my time and I can put a lot of effort, you know, cause a lot of times trades take a lot of effort and a lot of back yeah. and forth. And I think at the end, we're just going to circle around. And he's going to make me that same offer he made the first time to hell with this. I'm not <laughs> going to do that dance. And, and, but, but, but there are also cases where, you know, the owner or, you know, their MO and that's kind of their approach in general. And maybe you take it a little less that way when it's them okay here we go the dance has started uh <laughs> you know we've got to get we've got to get through to, to the second stanza here or something before before things happen but but i think when it's like i don't know the person very much and i get those awful offers i just think man why would you just assume somebody's stupid without really you know checking to make sure <laughs> <laughs> that that's where i'm at with bob like on how i know what did you, you say like, about bob yeah. If I know you, know you. So yeah, if I get a shit offer from Blitz, I'll just assume he's drunk or he thinks I'm drunk. <laughs> no, but, and, and you know what's so great? It is so great that you would say that because if I get a shit offer from you, the way I think of it is, I don't take it personal that you don't know me. I take it that you sent the same offer to all fucking 12 other teams in the league and I'm not going to take it personally, you know. Uh, the <laughs> but I, I, I Right, will, and I you know... That Go ahead. You know, uh, there are guys that do that. You, you know, there are guys that do that. And, and when those guys do it, you're going to go, oh, all right. And that's Shane. He'll do that. <laughs> but if it's a sharp and he sends me a trade, I'm like, Bob, I'm like, wait a minute. So you're saying that you're fucking smarter than me? Is that what you're saying? Right. Oh, wait like, a I second. I literally read that. In the, the, that's what's, what I'm reading. It says, you are an idiot. You don't know anything about fantasy. I am better than you at this. So when it's from Bob, you think, you think it's an idiot, but it's from me? I'm I'm drunk? No, no, no. Bob, I'm saying if it's a bad trade-off. Okay, all right, cool, cool. No I, worries. I, I, I get that same message on mine. That is exactly what it reads. Yeah. 
That's I think hilarious. you're a raging really buffoon. Well, you know, oh, nice. Jeremy you're really making that or like in the buddy leagues, like that you're you've been in for 20 years with your friends or something like that, and um or, or longer, and and they send you something, and you're like, man, are, come on, man, this is a ridiculous offer, and then they they play that, like, they try to play the friend card, like at the end of the conversation. By the time the conversation's over, like, man, remember that one time we went to Ball State? Um, I never charged for gas money. Like, what, dude? That could be collusion. Now we're talking. Like, get out of here. But you like, know the difference. You know, friend fantasy football league. But the difference with the buddy league, though, is you could turn around and say, "Give me a f-ing break. We've known each other for thirty years. You think I'm stupid enough to do a trade like that? You know?" <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that kill you. Though. It could be a good buddy, and he could be like, "Yeah, I, I know you're that <laughs> stupid. Like I was, I was at your wedding, and uh, I saw who you married." All so right, all right, bring it back, bring it back. <laughs> come back, come back to us. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, um, so we got a we're trade alert. Wrap up the regular episode, I think, with Bob, and then oh. just go to a patron episode with trade alerts. I, I, I love how Jeremy. All of a sudden, we're just wrapping things up. Okay, listen. Well, I listen, gotta let you finish control. the sentence before you decide. Okay, just, before no, we do here. that, though. Yeah, Again, but, like we said, we never uh, let Bob even introduce, introduce himself, himself or do anything. So, Bob, Here, <laughs> tell ask me what I want you to ask me. Yeah. Oh, look, <laughs> he's got a sign above his head. Ask me about my cats. Absolutely. I love seeing all your stuff on Facebook with your cats, dude. Bob, when is <laughs> uh, when is your uh, your your fantasy football guide coming out, or has it already launched? Uh, they'll be out. We'll be out in. Uh, I guess it'll be. Or it'll be out early August is usually the time frame, but they're always out before then. They'll be available in whatever stores are open at that point in time, and and uh, the usual sort of places, or at the footballdiehards.com website. You can just do the uh, online ordering and and save yourself some hassle and they show up right in your mailbox, like everything else does now. Yeah, but also I'm happy that <laughs> right. your cats are doing well. Yeah, and Bob, yeah, cats are fantastic. <laughs> and and on Facebook, my wife follows all your cat stuff too, so she sees all that stuff. <laughs> I, I appreciate it greatly. If it's not music, it's cats. And if it's not cats, it's music. That's all. Absolutely. Those are the two yeah, things. I love the Melvin's t-shirt, man. <laughs> it is. It's a lot of music and cats. That's awesome. So, um, all right. So then Shane's right. Let's wrap it all up and we'll, we'll, we'll hold all these trades to the Patreon show. And we really appreciate you having coming on tonight, Bob. And hopefully the world goes back to normal and you and I can bump each other in some airport somewhere in Atlanta or something. <laughs> Uh, that sounded dirty. I know. I didn't mean to say bump each <laughs> other. I meant to say bump into each other. No, no. I mean, that's <laughs> you said fine. bump. Look, if you have an open relationship, uh, Mike, good for you guys. Like, whatever works for your marriage. You know what I mean? I don't know how Bob feels about it. Um, like, I literally thought you guys were talking about cats. Now I have to rewind and understand. Yeah. No, I know. So, Mike, this is the first time Mike has hit on a guest. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Oh my God! All, all right, all right, all right. We're wrapping it up. We're wrapping it up. Everybody, go check out our. Tw- <laughs> yes, you are. Check out our Twitter account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ, and become a Patreon. That'll be awesome because we're gonna wrap this all up and go do a Patreon show right now. So, uh, everybody, say goodbye, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Bye.